Yolanda. Charlie. Hey, boo. <laughs> hey, Charlie. This is another episode oh, of Yes, Girl. Yes, Girl. Yes. We are missing one of our divas. Yes. Corey is in Nolan's. Nolan's. Yes. Nolan's. Um, no. New Orleans. Okay, Nolan's. I don't know. Nolan's. Oh, I my God. Right. Anybody who's from New Orleans is going to be like, yo. Okay. Stop this. Stop Sorry, it. guys. Stop but it. As usual, we respect and appreciate you. We miss you, Corey, but it's Yoli and I. Hey, and we're six weeks away from Essence Festival. I'm so ready. You've been shopping? You know, because I'm preggers now, my wardrobe is really limited. So I'm going to give you a muumuu every day. You better give us a fierce New Orleans, are you ready for my muumuu? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be giving you a flat because that cobblestone is not a game. You will only get heels on the stage. So I've been shopping for both. I've been looking. But yeah. You know how every year they have like different um, trends? And yeah. you're not. I didn't really like the embroidery situation that's happening right now. Okay. And I can't do off the shoulder. Okay. So yeah. I'm struggling. Yeah. Well, I'm already struggling, so I can't really <laughs> so relate. So we're in it together. <laughs> I mean, Who I wants can't. to dress us for Essence Fest? Yes. Holler, please. But you know what we will be giving what? is a hair and a makeup beep. Yes. That's, that's the least you can do. Okay, because Beauty by Pierre, that's her Instagram. Pierre holds our beats yes. down every year at Essence Fest. Yes. Pierre the girl also, but Pierre, I can't wait. I need wait. a beat. And when, you know what? You ever notice we have a good beat? Doesn't matter what you're wearing. Yes. You just feel like air. amazing. And Mary. Yes. going to come through with our look. So, hey, um, <laughs> yes, girl, listeners. We do have to share that we have one um, stylist. Stylist. Hairstylist? Yes. Among, like, the whole office. Um, So, she does. Her name's Mary. Shout out to Mary. So, Mary does literally everyone's hair at Essence. Literally. So... <laughs> Braids, weaves, Braids, weaves crochets. And she comes to your house. So one weekend, um, <laughs> she was doing my hair, and someone, one of our colleagues, texted me. She was like, damn, do you know if Mary's free today? I was like, she's right here. She said, can she come to my house afterwards? <laughs> and last week, I literally booked Yolanda's as his best appointment while Mary was doing my hair because I was like, Mary, it's Yolanda. She wants that Sunday. But anyway, so, so don't you love how we share? Oh, my God, we share everything at Essence. It's share. like a real sisterhood up in here. Oh. But it's time for tea. Wait, no, before the tea. Yes. We have a special guest this we week. We have such a special guest. We know y'all missed us last week. We took a little, you know, Memorial Day break. Yeah. But who's on the show this week? Oh, my God. Mona Scott Young. Wow. So, you know, we, there are so many questions for Mona. We had some, And she, we went there. She did not, there was no like, hey, she I can't, I, she didn't hold back. Mm-hmm. And we talked to her about her new book coming up in June 22nd. Blurred Lines. Blurred Lines. And she's going to be at Essence Festival. So make sure to come check her out. And we even um, asked her about Cardi. We did ask her about Cardi. Yeah. So and her, nice. how she looks rich. Okay. She Mona look looks rich. rich. Yolanda said, Mona, you look rich. I got to lose it for it. It was everything. <laughs> she does though. Because she, she is rich. Mm. And speaking of rich, she gave us all those entrepreneurship gems. Gems, yes. That we, we could all about use. her sledgehammer. Listen. Y'all going to love it. Yeah. But until then, it's time for Tea for the Week. Tea for the Week. Why do rich people say Tea for the Week? <laughs> so one of our <laughs> listeners, I think, misses the old version because she was like, oh. Tea for the Week should never be that slow. Remember we did the oh, Catholic, we did, oh, we did the Catholic the, one? Oh, my favorite, though, is um, the Negro spiritual version of <laughs> Tea <laughs> Tea for the week. <laughs> we try to, you know, vary it up, change it for you guys, vary it up, you know. But back uh, to tea for the week. Tea for the week. Tea for the week. Tea for the week. week. Uh, tea tea for for the week. week. <laughs> there you go. That was for y'all. Right. We're back. 
so okay, Woo. Roseanne Pipe Barr in. played herself. Piping hot. Piping hot. Oh my god, Roseanne. Bye bye, boo. Bye, bitch. I literally told Yolanda, y'all. I looked across the desk and I was like, girl, she's about to get her show canceled. Remember oh yesterday God. morning? I actually didn't believe you. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's the usual Roseanne shit. You know, the the, the ratings are too good. Because remember they said yeah. it was like 25 million um, when the show premiered. It you was know, a number one a show. Number. Compared to like, you know, some of our favorite shows, which get like 3 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was giving you 25 million um, in terms of ratings. So I was like, oh, ABC's not going to do anything. But, but then... Hours later, that Channing Dungey, oh, she the, is everything. The black woman president of ABC, at ABC, a first. Okay, she came through within hours, and she got the support. She did of the entire C suite. Yeah, at 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 Disney. Yeah, which I mean, you yeah. needed that, right? Yeah. I don't know. I wasn't. I was. I knew. I guess I felt it because. They took a risk with that show, mm-hmm. and they knew it. And they kind of low-key were like, ooh, we're going to appeal to the racists yeah. and give them a show, but yeah. we have to be fair to everyone. And then, boom, wow, it backfired because you can't stop Roseanne from being Roseanne. Roseanne, man. Like, I was, okay, so wait. I think we're assuming that people know what the fuck we're talking yeah, about. what happened. Okay, wait. <laughs> what happened was, Roseanne, I guess she woke up at 2 a.m. or whatever, mm-hmm. and she started tweeting. Now, cautionary tale, do not tweet at 2 a.m. Ever. Okay, like just go back to bed or just read other people's tweets. Yes. She said she was in a drunk. Well, no, she was in an ambient um, uh, stupor induced or whatever. Stupor induced or whatever. Lies. And she tweeted, Valerie Jarrett is if the Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a child. What the way does that even come from? And she was responding to some bullshit conspiracy theory, right? Like no. conservative conspiracy. I mean, she was just doing what Roseanne does. I'll never Being understand a bigot, racist. A racist troll out here on these Twitter streets. How are you going to sell? Anyway, okay. And then That's she not deleted it. for me to it. understand. She was getting dragged instantly. She deleted it and tried to apologize to Valerie Jarrett and the American people, but it was way wow. too late. People were like, you're out here with these, this hit show. Wow. And this is what you're doing You're right risking now? it off a fucking tweet. And I, feel, I really do feel bad for the staff. And I know some people don't because they're like, they worked on that show. They're canceled. Like Wanda Sykes. Yeah. Wanda Sykes quit before the show was canceled. Yeah, yeah. She was a consulting producer. She was. I heard there were like 200 people on the, on the cast and crew. Yeah. And all those people are out of jobs and out of syndication girl they took it off hulu they took it off the website damn they're not gonna get another coin she fuck with everybody's checks immediately and then they like publicly denounced her the cast and crew and now she was and then she woke up this morning mad at everybody damn and tried to blame it on ambien ambien tweeted (laughs) racism is not a side effect Not a known side effect of, of ambient. Come through ambient. Oh, the makers drag. of ambient were like, nah. Drag the racist. Don't make them. excuses. Just be who you are. Just, yeah. Ugh. You know? Ugh. It makes me wonder this whole time if people just were hiding her phone from her. Listen, Roseanne is toxic, sick. Like, that's a sickness. Mm-hmm. When you have that much hate in your heart, you're really a sick human being. Get the fuck out of here. And to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. Boo, you got the ultimate second chance. You got yeah. a reboot of your tired ass show from 20 years ago. Mm. And you and it was a hit. Mm. And mm. you couldn't just like dial down the bigotry, racism and hate. No, you can't. If it's That's in you, you doing. can't you can't dial it down. That's my point. It's that yeah. just to know, like, even with those people, it's never enough. Never Success, enough. Success, money. Mm. I mean, she even got support from the network. Like they we're bringing her around like this is our star. Like Jesus. she was becoming relevant again. But anyway, anyway. bye bye, Felicia. Mm. Roseanne Felicia Barr, <laughs> you have been. <laughs> you are barred. <laughs>
<laughs> bye bye. Uh, what else happened this anyway, week? I hear there was a little little rap beef. There was, oh girl. First of all, <laughs> I think I'm too old for rap beefs. I cannot keep up. I went to sleep on Friday night, mm-hmm. woke up on Saturday, and I had to tweet. So wait, Pusha said Pusha T wrote something, and then Drake responded, and then now what? Literally within like 24 hours, it was like Pusha T and Drake, and then and then and then it was quiet on Saturday. No, no, Sunday. then Drake put out another song, uh-huh. and then on Monday while we're all barbecuing, I guess Pusha T was in the studio. He was because he came back as Pusha T E A. Okay, Pusha T, <laughs> and he was on Google because he found lots of receipts. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh. so he, go please. So many receipts. I mean, I don't know if they're receipts. I mean, he talked about Drake's father you know leaving the marriage and he talked about a baby Drake i didn't is, know about who knew about that baby i didn't know about the baby are we too old did y'all know about the baby is it a real, allegedly reportedly i think we're, oh uh, allegedly reportedly allegedly reportedly this is when i said you know what yolanda like <laughs> no go listen to smoke perp like <laughs> <laughs> my kids told little me about pump. a little pump <laughs> <laughs> all the little guys you are too old for this Wait, Stay out of it. So speaking of, and I know my husband's gonna kill me for this, but yesterday when he picked me up, mm-hmm. Flex was dropping mm-hmm. the brand new Pusha <laughs> T response, and he kept ad libbing and like stopping after each verse oh and God. being like, oh, oh, and dropping a bomb and like rewinding it to oh the point my where my husband was so over it. Oh he was like, if this man doesn't just play the song, and I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh my God, we're old. Like, and you, when you were younger, Officially. you didn't care oh, that he like- when you were younger, you'd be like, what? Like, yes, do it again, drop it. And he was like boiling. Like he was like, play the damn song, I wanna hear it. And Flex was like, oh he God. took it an entire hour to, to roll play out song. that one song. He just kept going back to the beginning and like, oh my God. you know, the, the, the bomb, the sound, yes, the cloud. Yes, but yes. anyway, it was kind of funny because I was like, oh, we're old. But that's yeah, okay. But okay, so we'll let the youngins tell us about the, the... I think Drake is untouchable, though. I will say this. My you husband think? got mad at me because I was trying to tell him that like Drake fans don't care about No, they don't this. care. They'll love they him care. forever. Yeah. And, and already a Drake fan this morning was like, um, uh, Pusha T, you tried it, but, you know, Drake has already addressed half these things in this song. So, yeah. okay. I was like, okay. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's over. Drake is probably just, you know, flipping a magazine. <laughs> okay. That was, you did try it. You came for me a little. I don't have a, I don't have a preference, but I know Drake fans yeah. are like, anyway. I don't next. either. I'll go to either show. They're like, Who's what's paying? on Netflix tonight? I know. <laughs> Where are the tickets? Who has tickets? I'll go to a Drake show. And last but not least, we just want to share this news nugget, which is actually a cautionary tale. Very. Like, you got to be careful. So we read this story, which we now covered on Essence.com, that was about this woman in, I believe, Missouri, but don't quote me. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. Mm -hmm. She was arrested on Monday for sending nude shots of her lover's penis Mm -mm -mm. to his wife Mm -hmm. and his 14-year-old daughter Mm. through DM on Instagram. This sister was arrested and got whole criminal charges slapped down on her because, as you will learn from the Instagram policy that no one reads, you can't send lewd images to a minor, probably to anyone, but definitely not to to a a minor. minor. Wow. And I'm not clear that she 
was aware that that was a whole crime because wow. she was probably upset and in her feelings and feeling vulnerable. Who knows? You know, when you're I so, don't like the headlines are calling her the side chick because, you know, we don't know. Yeah. But yeah. it was a mistake. And she, so she sent it to the wife and the daughter. Yeah. And a Louisiana woman sent. Yep. She sent the lewd messages to his wife, current wife, wow. allegedly, reportedly, and his 14 year old daughter. Wow. And now, I mean, you know, these child. What is a four, like, why would you send a, a photo like that to a 14 year old of her father's of penis. her father's penis? Girl, what were you thinking? Girl, we love you. And we want to just, you know, embrace you need help. You. But but you know what? This is a product of you. We are too quick with our fingers on DMs. Twitter, and social media. Twitter fingers. You and I actually had a, I had a moment on Friday, yeah. you guys, where I was really upset about an email that I received. And I actually had to sit with it. And I wanted to reply right away. And I almost did. Remember? I, remember. I was drafting my response the whole way home on the train. Yeah. I was mad. Then I was like, Yolanda, Yolanda saw me on Monday. Y'all. She was like, you didn't send it? Yeah. I was like, I didn't because I wanted to sit with my feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to be factual, not yeah. emotional. Yeah. My thing is, like, I've learned sleep on it. Mm-hmm. If something is really, 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 really irking you and you just want to make that quick, quick response, think about it. Please. Like, please, please. think about it. Because sometimes, you know, work emails will try you. Okay. <laughs> Tweets will try you. Yes. DMs. DMs try will you. try you. So just really take your time. I always like sleep on it. I'll write the response. Right. But don't right? press send. But I don't press send. Same. And I'll just think about it. And then I'll wake up in the morning, you know, refreshed. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, oh. Should I press? Should I send that? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I'll be more diplomatic. What do you do? <laughs> I definitely now sleep on it, and I don't know. I sometimes I just press in. Yeah. Like if this is my rule, if I'm still equally upset in the morning, the next day you get the send button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I feel better about it, then I just have to remove all the emotion from my response yeah. and just get back to business. Yeah. yeah. Or just be like, okay, girl. You yeah. ever just okay, yeah. girl? Wait. My favorite <laughs> though is one time I literally did not mean to offend someone, and I said in my email. As previously stated in my email. Ooh, that's how somebody are. Woo! You triggered them. Oh, my God. The response I got, I literally was saying, hey. By the way. By the way, like, if you scroll down, you can see that I had mentioned this. I wasn't trying to be shady, but I think people take that as shade. They must. Do you? You know, I don't, but I do realize everybody reads emails, texts, and DMs, and tweets the way they feel. Got it, got it, got it. You read it based on how you're feeling in that moment. So that person read it as in my previous, as stated in my previous email. Wow. When you just meant, as stated in my earlier message. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think it's how people read it, which is why we probably need to start only, we need to stop solely communicating through technology. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the first problem. Yeah. Like if she Wait, just through technology? Man, well, like through, I'm sorry, through, through oh, internet. Oh, social, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And social media. Like yeah. what, we don't talk. Because I was going to say, are we sending <laughs> smoke signals? No, but I mean, I mean, Ooh. okay, not technology. Right? <laughs> send a bird, a carrier, a carrier vision. A carrier bird. Sorry, I was hot. Yes. But you know, <laughs> send a vision, send a message in a bottle. <laughs> no, but like call somebody. And I yeah. know I sound like I'm over 35 because I am. Yeah. Just barely. <laughs> but, like, pick up the phone. If you're that angry, because also, and then I'm going to shut up, call out culture. Mm-hmm. If someone is very bothered by what you're saying, mm-hmm. you better believe they took a screenshot. Mm-hmm. And you never know I don't know why I'm, fe- I'm feeling extra auntie today. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You are, but you know, because we've been there. We've all learned. Oh, my God. You know, God. everybody screen grabs now, yeah, which is their right. Careful. But be you know remember like we used to say whatever you put on the internet lives forever whatever you say whatever you DM nothing is private yeah and I'm I hope this woman doesn't do jail time Ooh. she's only twenty one twenty one so she was still wait, learning wait 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 let me get the math 
She's 21, which means her lover is probably much older if he has a 14-year-old. Right. Girl, mm-hmm. oh, baby girl. And she got real upset, Aww. and she decided to DM pictures he of He played her. He did. Damn. But, you know, she may not have known. And what I really worry about is when you have a charge like this sometimes with, that involves minors. It stays with you. You might have to register as a sex offender. <gasps> oh, my God. Even when it's said and done, which affects Damn. your job, where you live, how people treat you. Everything. And you know those are there are people out there, their neighbors, who will check those registries. Yeah, and they follow you everywhere. And be like everywhere. outside your house, in the window. Yeah. People get take that very seriously, as they should. Shoot. But anyway, we won't say her name because anyway. we're not going all the way to do it. But like you can that, but. read the story on Essence.com. Yes, you can. Um, And just read the details. But, y'all. Be careful with these DMs. Slide in, but be smart. Sleep on it. (laughs) Oh, we are so excited. Now, let's get to our conversation with Mona Scott Young. Let's do it. Can I I do the opening? I like to say sock passe. Uh-oh, there we go. (laughs) Naboule. Maboule. That's all I know. <laughs> what does it Same. mean? That was what's good. Sakwa right? says, what's up? What's up? I knew and that. Nabule is like, you know, we're jiving. We're moving. We're shaking. We're now hot. I was told it's hot. Like, it's like we're, we're hot. on fire. Bule is like, it. we're on fire. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, I have another one I often hear. Uh, my child's father's Haitian. Okay. And he I'll always hear him say, um, wait, not Kiki-san. Uh, oh, I'll sure come back to it. I'll come. I know, I know. It's something else. Not Matbule. Anyway, Saka we'll come fat. back to it. Saka fat. But my friend who's Saint, from St. Lucia, she says that. Right, because Patwa, you know, is indigenous to all the islands, so you're going to get some crossover there. Oh, I got it. Bomba guy. Bomba guy. That's so what is good that? stuff. Good stuff. Good yes, stuff. Exactly. I like that. Bomba guy. Bomba guy. So we yes. have some bomba guy for you all We today. have a lot of bomba guy. <laughs> this Woo! is a very special episode. We are cooking. Friend to the show, Corey, who is here. We have... Mona motherfucking Scott. Young. Young. Ooh, oh! My fellow Aquarian sister <laughs> had my back, and I appreciate you for Look it. That's energy. Exactly. Married lady. I'm just saying, I've only been married, like, I'm going on, what, 15, 15 years now? Yes. And I'm still trying to get people to give me that young. Yes, Mona Scott. I'm young. on team hyphenated. I'm Charlie I, I'm team hyphenated. I appreciate that. I'm with it. Yes. Yay. My bad. My bad. I just, because your name is so cute. Mona Scott. Mona Scott. Mona, Mona Scott. Scott but I think Mona Scott Young has such a great ring to it. True, true, true. Yes. Sorry, yes. Mr. Young. <laughs> yes. Young. And, and you know, Mr. Young. Young is in yes. the wings somewhere yes. waiting mm-hmm. for it. Cat Daddy Young. Waiting I'm just it. sorry. I have to say it. <laughs> He's a cat daddy. Oh, oh, like, oh a cat daddy's good. Uh, the gray is peeking right through yes. here. Okay. Yes, he has started going gray, and that's oh. all thanks to me and the life we lead. I love but it. You and what a life you lead, Mona. What yeah, a life, really, an amazingly blessed life. So I'm super grateful. I knock on wood every day. I love it. Where Amen. do we start with your receipts? Where do you start? I oh, mean, my goodness. You today know, we are counting receipts, I understand. Yeah, We are yes. counting receipts. Yes. Now, I know you got your not it's not your start with Violator, but you were you were a partner with Violator, Chris Lighty. And then I'm curious, when was the moment you decided to start your own company? Um, you know what's interesting because Mona Me Entertainment was always the company that I furnished my own personal services under. Uh, but it was in 2008 that I decided to completely move away from Violator and establish Mona Me Entertainment as its own entity. And it was really a function of me also moving into and transitioning into another 
space in my personal life. I felt like I'd spent so many years in service to others uh, as a manager, and I really felt like there was so much more that I wanted to accomplish for myself. And this was just a radical kind of, you know, move to pursue anything that I wanted to. Absolutely anything I set my mind to. I knew that I'd only scratch the surface. So I was like, let's just go for it. Whatever you want to do. Mona Me Entertainment. We spent years as a violator. Now we're going into this whole new phase with a completely different mindset. What did you learn from being a part of Violator? Because you guys were instrumental in so many groundbreaking artists that you took to Mona Me. Right. Wait, t- tell them who some of the artists are. Well, well, yeah, cause I mean, Violator, because it's so fair. funny. A lot of people don't know what Violator management was, and it's interesting because um, you always see how time progresses and you never think that you're going to be part of that passage. And then now when I go Violator, people are like, huh? What? But Vi- <laughs> Violator management, I mean, I'd like to say with all the humble gratefulness in the world was one of the preeminent management companies in music and entertainment and urban music specifically over the course of the years and and i was part of violator for 20 something years we managed everyone and their mother and beyond management uh, you know we went into branding and to sponsorship and endorsement deals and taking our talent into acting and all the other areas but over the years, it was everyone from Busta Rhymes, 50 Cent, LL Cool J, Mariah Carey, Fantasia, Tribe Called Quest, Mob Deep, um, uh, Warren G, Foxy Brown, Missy, because Foxy, Missy, you, and I, and I always save Missy because I still manage to miss yep. Missy to this day. Nice. So I always say Missy last, but um, yeah, Missy and I are still together, and of course, Busta and I are still, you know, in constant communication. But whether it was Violator Records or Violator Management which I co-owned and uh, founded with Chris, we touched, I would like to think, you know, pretty much everyone in in music and in urban music specifically. You just gave These me my facts. summer playlist. Oh, yeah. All those artists. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, it was the heyday of the music it industry. Was. We were breaking new ground. And what I learned, just to go back to your question, Corey, was that Absolutely anything is possible. You know, here was the genre of music that was breaking new ground and people felt it was fly by night and it wasn't going to be around. And you had all of this talent that was permeating not only pop culture, but you know, corporate culture. And we had an opportunity to bridge that gap for the talent and give them an opportunity to not only solidify their place in business, but to also monetize their contributions to all of these different industries. And it was, you know, very guerrilla warfare, you know, anything goes during that period of time. So we were able to make these strides by just any means necessary. And that is certainly a mindset and a culture that I've taken with me as I've moved into Mona Me. And Mona, you've been at the seat of like the most important time in hip hop. You've been instrumental in hip hop culture quietly, though. Thank you. A lot of us didn't know you. I mean, I didn't know you until Mm -hmm. maybe maybe like. Ten years ago, and I was like, "Oh, who's this woman?" I, I know where was the Me Too movement back yeah. then. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'll tell you, it's interesting right? because they would be like the source would do their Power Thirty, and it took a minute for them to even recognize my involvement with yeah. Violator. But that was fine. I mean, part of the dynamic that Chris and I had in place was he was front and center, he's out and about, and you know, I was 
back in, you know, at home base, kind yeah. of churning it out and, mm-hmm. and working to make it happen. We had our individual skill sets. We complemented each other well. So that was always fine with me. I kind of enjoyed being in the background and just getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mona, you always bet on yourself and yes. won. Tell me about where your confidence comes from. You know, it comes from watching my mom navigate life with nothing but a very limited education. And I grew up with absolutely everything that I felt that I needed, right? The strong family background, um, you know, strong sense of faith and foods on the table and clothes on my back. And we went to private schools and, you know, just based on her hard work and effort. And I just realized that, you know, the best way to show gratitude, and I've said this so many times, for the gifts that we feel blessed with in life is to step up, Mm -hmm. to recognize those gifts, to honor those gifts by Mm -hmm. operating at your fullest capacity with those gifts, right? Um, There's a very fine line between being um, humble and, and being confident and understanding that accepting and embracing those traits are are nothing but positives because they allow you to really function at your best. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I recognize what my gifts are. I understand that there's a certain responsibility that comes with having the ability to do things. Mm -hmm. And so every day I get up and wonder how I can Kill those things with a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, Pow. bad man. Especially to like being an entre- uh, a female entrepreneur, right? Because mm-hmm. we see that so much more now, and I'm yes. so happy. But even back, we are then, the fastest we- growing segment of the population, yes. especially mm-hmm. yes. you know Black women, women of color. Okay. Yep. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just come on sledgehammer, yeah. sledgehammer, because I'm like, if we're going to do something, let's do it yeah. right. Let's get it done. Let's make sure that there is nothing left to do after we have done it. Yeah. And you, you know. talk about a sledgehammer. You cracked a shit into TV. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's be real. That was like lightning in a bottle. You know, again, I'd like to say I did it. You know, I have to think it's a combination of things. The many years spent, you know, understanding kind of my audience and Mm -hmm. how to speak to them and what resonates with them. And then there was this, you know, movement happening within television and docuseries television and what people were interested in tuning in to see. Mm -hmm. And so just being able to bring those worlds together, like, hey, I've been navigating, living, being part of a world that I don't know that the curtain has been pulled back on. Mm -hmm. And here, you know, is an opportunity to bring together an ensemble group of women that might have a bit to offer, you know, that we have yet to see on reality television. So So you, you, all those years in hip hop, you knew those kind of girls. You've Absolutely. seen those girls. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think these we all women, do, but. Mm-hmm. You, we all know these yeah. women, right? Yeah. And and it's always interesting to me when people, um, you know, talk about, oh, the show is made up and this stuff doesn't really happen. I always challenge anyone who's ever really been a part of this industry and been on the ground and have, you know, really navigated it to say, really, guys, are we going to say that this does not go on, you know? But I recognize that it was a very specific world to these women because most of us who don't live that life, you know, don't necessarily understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't necessarily think it's ours to understand. Those are the lives that they're living. Mm-hmm. Those are their experiences. Like, you know, I probably could not understand half of the decision you ladies have made based on what your experiences have been in your lives. Mm-hmm. Wow. You call That's love and hip hop a labor of love. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I call a lot of things a labor yeah. of love. <laughs> well, because, you know, <laughs> 
to function at the level, you know, that I feel is most effective for me. There are a lot of sacrifices that are made, whether those are personal, you know, with my children and my husband and the amount of time that I spend living out of a suitcase and traveling. And, you know, the the amount of time that is spent working with the talent that we have on these shows in order to, you know, give them the sense of comfort and the sense of um, trust that they need in order to give their tell their stories in the way that they do and give up as much as they do. Because I feel like there is a lot given um, mm-hmm. from our cast members in the uh, pursuit of entertaining the viewer. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in order to do that, to get up in the middle of the night, to take those calls 24-7, to be available on weekends and Mother's Day and on all the other, you know, times that it... it it takes to, you know, answer the, fo- the calls or be available, you know, you do have to love what you do. Mm-hmm. There has to be a certain passion, a certain amount of passion involved with that. It cannot be just the job. You know, even going back to my days as a manager, that was a labor of love. You know, you're not clocking out like most people no. do. You're not checking out. Right. You don't have the ability to turn people off. How so. did you deal with that, like, before two-way pager? Like, what was it, a payphone? What was Before two-way pager. <laughs> it's so funny. I was having that conversation the other day because I was, like, stuck to my phone. And I'm like, what did we do before our ability to communicate so fully and effectively 24-7? Because yeah, right. I long for that day. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I slept. That's what I did. Yeah. I had time to myself. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. Do you, you imagine? Know? Remember we used to have email and we can only check it at work? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah or your right. voicemail? You yeah. had to go home and check your voicemail? Yeah. Oh. Or people sent you a phone number. This was before you were able to get a text message. (laughs) They sent you a phone number. You actually had to call them back to find out what they wanted to say. And you had to be where you said you were going to be. If I said meet me at 2 o'clock here, (laughs) you you could not fail on me. Okay, exactly. You can't be late. 20 minutes on my way, but I'm still in the shower. None of that. But now (laughs) it's like 24-7 access overload of communication it's a blessing and a curse i have to say that because you can't really turn off i remember when you used to be able to get on a plane and unplug or go on a cruise and not have no one have access now there are no excuses i was so happy i got on the plane last week and it said the wi-fi wasn't working i was like well Well, that's the can't help you the wi-fi but you know what i think is is really interesting you can facetime on a plane but you cannot make a phone call yeah. Yeah, that makes that. no sense at all. Yes, you can FaceTime. FaceTime. WhatsApp works flawlessly on a, plane. on a plane. Yes, but you can't make a phone call, so. Who knew? You know, Who Mona, knew? the way you describe love and hip-hop is really how a lot of entrepreneurs describe entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. There are no, it's not nine to five. Mm-hmm. Right. There are, the lines are blurred. Mm-hmm. The lines are blurred. What a ah! very sexy segue. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like there should be a bell or something. Yes, that was a great segue. The lines go ahead. You know what? It's interesting that you made that connection because I think that was kind of at the forefront of what I'm trying to do here with the release of, you know, Blurred Lines, which is the actual title of um, our first release uh, under Monomy Direct. And and Monomy Direct is more than, you know, just a book imprint. It's an ability to continue the conversation with the consumer. You know, whether that conversation be in the form of stories that we're telling, products that we're putting forth, just continuing the connection. And, um, 
you know, for me, it's about, again, taking everything that I've been doing, the connection that exists with the audience and the consumer base and just everything about the Monami brand, which I would like to think has been consistent throughout, um, dating back to my connection with my talent that I represented as a manager and the music that they put forth and the different, you know, platforms where they engaged with their fans and their consumer base, but moving that and, and really just connecting all of those things. So um, Blurred Lines mm -hmm. is the book version, the manifestation of this connection with our consumer and the storytelling. Once, you know, you guys have an opportunity to read the book, you'll see is very interwoven and very interconnected. Because not only does it tap into a lot of the places and the themes and the worlds that they have come to know through our television shows, but it also really is interwoven with pop culture in a way that will make the reader feel like it is an extension of the stories that we tell on television. Is this fiction? It is fiction. Oh. So Blurred Lines is a fictionalized Beatrice. story. Yes, and it's um, the story of... Three generations of very strong women, and it is actually four generations, but the story goes back and and taps into three generations of um, this young woman, uh, Carice, and her uh, mother, her grandmother, her aunt, who come before her, and uh, the stories that they tell her about her life, which she finds out are based, her life has been based on, the lies that sometimes families tell mm -hmm. to... Um, to hide things and, and to keep secrets. And the tagline is secrets never stay secret forever. Mm -hmm. And she finds that all of these lies that have been woven throughout the years now have detrimental, devastating impact on her life and her love life specifically. So, mm, wow. Page turner. Yes. I'm ready. It's a page turner. <laughs> it's for extremely the... salacious, compelling, yes. all the good things that you would expect. People always think that I'm sitting around making up the stories that we tell on Love and Hip Hop. And I always go, I can't make this stuff up. But you know what? We took a crack. Courtney Parker, um, my co-writer of Blurred Lines, we... we you know, wove what I hope is a very compelling tale that people will. I'm ready you know, for the audiobook. Okay. 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 June 22nd is the Ooh. book. Yes. We're ready for the audiobook. Yes. yes. Ready for the made for television movie. Ooh, can we get a play? <laughs> well, actually, play I'm sorry, the made for television series. <laughs> yes. Let's series. not get it twisted. Yes. yes. This will be episodic in nature. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. 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 Yep. Yep. And you're coming to festival, Essence Festival. I will be at Essence Festival. Yay. I am very excited. I was talking to Iaku and, and Joy and saying that it's about to be the Monami takeover yes. at Essence Festival. We have quite a few things happening. Of course, we've got Essence yes. performing on the main stage this year. We tore it down last year. Yes. Oh, Escape. So escape. We, yeah, es what did I say? You said I not, Essence. Oh, but my essence. God. I'm Somehow sorry. I, I knew, though. Uh, you <laughs> know what I meant. I apologize. And I have my head, Escape I thought, oh, performing at Essence. Essence. We I, shut that super lounge down. I have essence on the brain. Yes. And then we have another surprise sh that we're not going to say just Ooh. yet. Ooh. Another big surprise it, that's going to happen quiet. on the main stage. Got to be there. Ooh. But yes, did I, I said, es yes, we have escape, escape. on the main stage. Nice. And was, wait, can you clarify, is it going to be escape three or escape four? Oh, no, no, no. Escape four. All four members. Escape okay. three is out there doing their thing. But we are bringing all four members back. There is no way we could do it without all four ladies. And thank you for tackling that reunion. Okay. Yes. Please. Thank I didn't you. realize yes. like, they've been apart 18 years. Jesus. Yeah, and listen, that is 
an example of the blurring of lines, the, you know, really taking all of the elements Mm -hmm. and creating what I like to refer to as a tsunami in everything Mm -hmm. that I do. Uh I constantly want to connect the dots and create a groundswell of a movement that really allows people to get fully immersed, right? So Mm -hmm. you think about Escape. I came together with them to tackle making a movie, which, you know, we are currently putting together. Very excited about that. Our writer is on board and we're well into the process there. But in bringing the ladies together, we were fortunate enough to get booked on Essence on the Super Lounge. But, you know, we're going to hey, be on the main we, stage yo, this we year. Didn't know. They didn't <laughs> <came> together. <laughs> Who knew? Yes. Because you didn't anticipate the we tsunami did. that I was about yeah, that to That was pull a big together. lesson. It was yes. a huge listen, lesson. It was a tsunami. That was a lesson. People then, were lined up everywhere. They, we, uh, I mean, listen, all due respect to whatever was happening on that stage, that main stage that night, but I don't know it what was, was happening. sheer I don't even pandemonium mm-hmm. at the Super Lounge, mm-hmm. right? So just the ability to, you know, bring those ladies back together after them not having been on stage together for 18 years and recognizing like, oh my God, this is a docu-follow. We've got to document this reunion. And the ladies were amazing about just putting it all out there because they were really trying to work it out. They were trying to work it out to get on that stage and in the process we were able to capture it and that was, you know, an epic four-part series on Bravo. And, you know, just bringing together all those elements is exactly an example of, you know, kind of connecting the dots on everything. Mm-hmm. Docu-follow. Docu-follow. Yeah. Docu-follow, okay, docu-series. I love yes. that. Reality show, all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, well, and speaking of just your eye and that moment, you've taken, obviously, your skill as a manager and w- your ability to see talent like Cardi, yeah. people that we will, be- we become huge fans of and we grow to love you see that years before we do right? well i mean i don't know of years but you know it, it, there are certain there are certain elements that you you know understand when you're sitting across from somebody who has that je ne sais quoi right it's not if <laughs> we knew the haitian y'all that's that haitian. <laughs> if we knew what it was we would bottle it okay. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's hard to tell you just kind of know it you get the goosebumps you mm-hmm. get that feeling that there's something you know special about this person yeah and and going back to escape really quickly and talking about connecting those elements you know having the ability to tap the management side mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. i did my you know love of music and the ability as a manager my primary director I always say was uh, helping talent realize their full potential, right? Mm -hmm. By whatever means, whatever form that that took. Mm -hmm. And for Escape, recognizing that these ladies who had such massive success, but that success having been cut short so early, being able to bring, you know, them back together, be part of, you know, facilitating their reintroduction to a brand new audience. And the, the, I felt like, fulfillment of their, because that was their first major tour. We did a 30 city mm. sold out arena tour. All right. Like, let's all understand mm. what that meant for women who had never toured to that capacity before. Yeah. So it allowed me to take my music experience, connect that with who I am in television, everything that I am doing in film now with the movie that's coming up, and bring that all together to, you know, again, create this movement that was, you know, what we did with Escape. So looking at, you know, Cardi, looking forward to what 
we were able to afford in terms of, you know, the opportunity with Love and Hip Hop. I mean, Cardi was talented mm-hmm. prior to coming to Love and Hip Hop. She got, you know, on our radar and came to our attention because what she, of what she was already doing on social media. She had, you know, this kind of comedic sensibility about her. She was just one of those people that you know, oh, there is something about that girl. I can't say that it was like, oh, she's going to be the biggest music artist of 2018. You know, I can't take credit for having you know, pinpointed that about her, but certainly recognizing that there's something special about her and, you know, having been part of creating an opportunity, a platform that allowed her to expose that to the world and hopefully garner an even larger audience, to me, is all part of the movement. Mm. You know, that in itself is enough for me to be proud of. I would never take credit for, you know, anybody's career. You know what I'm thankful for right now in Love and Hip Hop Miami is the storyline with, uh, is her name Amara? Amara La Negra. Yes. Thank you. That's the Spanish in me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That was beautiful. Well, hey, it is right is. there. Yeah. Well, right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But there's a whole nother story about that. I yeah, lived in Puerto another, Rico. Podcast we didn't have an antenna. I couldn't watch no English television. I was forced to learn the Spanish language. <laughs> you know? Like, part two. We have to come Part back two. For that's that a whole nother part of my life story. <laughs> yeah. But I, I appreciate you bringing that storyline to light because mm-hmm. it's caused a, it's been making us even us have conversations like we're even thinking about having a story about the diversity of blackness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something we all know about, but to educate our readers like mm-hmm. we're everywhere. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us don't speak English. Yep. Okay. And that's interesting that you said we are everywhere because that's our Haitian roundtable tagline. Oh. We are everywhere. Oh. Yeah, just because people just have no idea about, mm-hmm. you know, just where Haitians are positioned, yeah. all the things that we are doing. Look, her phone ringing, y'all. My phone's Work. ringing. Sorry, y'all. That's mm-hmm. totally fine. I'm just going to sit on it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm curious about, Mona? Sure. It's like, what's your day-to-day life? Like, when you're not taping. Let's mm-hmm. say you live in the tri-state area. Like, you're yes. waking up. Where, are you going to the office? Are you, like, how does that? I do. It all depends day-to-day? on where I am. I mean, the, the beauty, again, about what the life I have the incredible blessing of living is that no day is the same. Um, but that's also what sometimes drives me insane because there's no kind of rhythm or pattern. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that's consistent is today we kill the ant with a sledgehammer, whatever that ant may be. Um, but, you know, depending on where I am, I d- travel a lot only because our production offices are set up on the West Coast, mm-hmm. um, Monomy Productions. And, of course, we have productions in Hollywood and New York, Atlanta, now Miami. Um, I'm also always sort talent and projects all over the country so there's a lot of moving around involved mm-hmm. so it usually starts at about 5 a.m wow. much to the dismay of early rising hey entrepreneurs out there Listen, early rising early rising. I, <laughs> early rising and believe it or not when i am on the west coast that doesn't change mm-hmm. so that becomes probably 3 a.m because then i've got everything that's still happening on the east coast You know, listen, I say it all the time to people like you've got to do what you have to do in order to do what what you you want to do. do. Exactly. So everybody's just like, I can't do that. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. It's all about what you want to do. You have to set your mind to it, set your goals and just do it. You know, you have to figure out how to make it work for you Mm -hmm. if this is what you truly want. Right. Because it's not easy. There are lots of times I promise you, like this holiday weekend, I slept a full 24 hours. But that was my body resetting itself Mm -hmm. because there had been so much travel, West Coast, East Coast. And, you know, getting up at those time zones in order for me to still, you know, stay on top of everything that was happening on the other coast. Um, So early start. 
and the phone starts to ring. I mean, what I am still working on is having that minute to just kind of center myself and focus myself. That minute has been kind of eaten up, so I'm working hard to wrestle that minute back because I think it's really important that, you know, you start the day with kind of a meditative moment where you center yourself and you kind of go through what you need to accomplish for the day so that you tackle it with a little bit more focus. Um, But, yeah, it's... Again, no rhyme or reason. There's no real kind of schedule there. It's everything from getting into the office, going to set, taking meetings. And those meetings can range from pitch meetings, where I'm pitching, to where I'm being pitched to, you know. Um, I have a lot of projects that, you know, we'll talk about. I Did we get to the receipts part yet, or is this it right here? I mean, the this entire damn thing. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about the fact. Long receipt. You're 51. And Am I still fabric. 51? I feel like I've been 51 for quite some time. <laughs> 52 might have slipped up on us when I wasn't looking. <laughs> you In between play. show pitches. In between show pitches, yes, yes. But you look amazing. You, you do. do. Thank you. Absolutely. Girl. Thank you very much. You are glowing. Like Thank just you. Secrets. I mean, she look rich. Oh, oh stop that. <laughs> These are facts. I was thinking that. I was like, is that a to think it's the best life stuff that Oprah happy. keeps talking Richness about. And happy. <laughs> you, know, you know, complete. Fulfilled. There, yeah. There's something about being content and being happy mm-hmm. and being grounded and being clear in purpose and kind of clear in, mm-hmm. you know, journey that I think lends itself to everything mm-hmm. that, you know, once you're like, I'm good. I know who I am. I know where I'm trying to go. Mm-hmm. I think I've, you know, got a good sense of how I'm going to get there. If not, then I'm going to die trying because I'm going to give it my best every single day. And that's all you can expect from yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't live for others and I don't live to, you know, please anyone but God, myself, my family, making sure that they're, you know, in the best place that they can be. And you, you have to be good with that. And I feel like when you're good, Mm-hmm. It kind of permeates, right? Mm-hmm. It radiates from within. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that, and thank you. I've been hearing that a lot lately. Benjamin Buttons, they're calling me. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you got the necklace blessed. <laughs> yes, I saw that. I was Hashtag like, I love it. Simone Smith. Yes, you know Simone. LL's wife. Exactly. Huh? LL's wife. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. So Simone does these amazing necklaces. Shout out to Simone, and I love wearing this, and it just, you know kind of reminds me every day, like every time I get a chance to get up and do what I love, blessed. I think as, as, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. I don't want to switch gears, but I was going to say, Simone and I are also doing a ring collection. Oh, nice. This is actually I'm calling them Empower Rings. The Power Rings. M Power Rings. Yes, so this is one of my Pow is P-O, capital? P-O-W, Pow, right now. Well, you know, I like to think that there's Empowered, and then there's M-Powered, powered by Mona, Mona Me, all things, you know, the letter M. So these are my Empowerings. Are those coming to festival? They're not coming to festival just yet. They're coming later on down. Yeah, festival, we got another little something for you. We're doing, of course, Blurred Lines. And uh, and a little clothing collection. Nice. A little. It's a little because it is a capsule collection. It is a capsule collection. Yes. Are you wearing that right now? No, no, no. The capsule collection absolutely is for, I think, our consumer base, the fan base. You know, our young ladies out there who love to look fly Mm -hmm. and who, you know, 
wear their sense of identity. So there's, you know, some really fly pieces. And it's called Matsibela. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Is that a little Haitian Spanish Matibella. mix? I, I like a little flavor, a little worldly flavor that to That sounds like a, a Capri vacation in yeah. right, right, Italy. Right. In Italy, right? <laughs> yes. I'm claiming that yes. vacation. A little and do classy. you still have the Moscato with Nikki? Yes, I do mix. Mix, mix, mix okay. fusions. So we've got, of course, uh, Moscato and Sangria. Yes. So we expanded into sangria, and we have, you know, three flavors on the sangria, red berry um, and the uh, tropical sangria and the berries. And uh, we actually also did a red wine blend Ooh. called Sinner. Okay. So that is a full body, a full bottled wine. And, um, <laughs> and uh, we Keep are up. actually okay. launching a Concord grape. Jeez. Yes, so there will be a Concord flavored mix. Hold up, so you got TV. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Liquor. Yes, wines and wines. spirits. Wines. Yes. Wines and spirits. <laughs> yes. Clothing. Yeah. Yes, Matsibella. Books. Jewelry. Yes, Empire Rings. Books. Book. Blurred Bird lines. Oh, tech? Is there a tech? Uh, there is, but we're not ready to talk just yet. Oh. And, and, <laughs> and still and management. And Missy management. Elliott. And, 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 and management. And yet, Missy escape. Elliott and Escape, all yeah. four ladies. Yes. Mona, you're trying to take over the world, girl. <laughs> just my little piece of the world. You just one of me world. You know what I'm thinking about? Neil Partong, after the Grammys, how he said women need to step up. Uh, remember he said that yeah, shit? Yeah, I remember that. The women I in the music that. industry need to step up, and there would have been more more women nominated. And I put my and foot he in the really, clearly, Did he say he that? He said it. He said it. Ah, that's a very he didn't get interesting. More backlash for that. Yeah, that's a very interesting that. perspective. And of course, a man would say that. Of yeah. course. Yes. Yeah. I think, you know, as always, they're never quite aware of everything that we do to keep things moving and to keep things together. So women need to step up. Quite interesting. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I just think of it, I'm like, damn, you know, as an immigrant, I'm like, damn, girl, your <laughs> Haitian family must be like, wow, Mona. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'd like to think that they're very, very proud. I always say jokingly, of course, my mother has no idea what I do still to yeah. this day. <laughs> you know, but, but she's, you know, God bless her, 85, 86 years young and going strong. And uh, like any genes that you ladies are crediting me for now, I get from my mama. So she is still going strong. God bless her. So hopefully, uh, you know, I'm making her proud. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. of Haiti, can you tell me about the work that you do there? Yeah. Because you go back quite a bit. Yeah, and haven't been back as often as I'd like to be, I'll be honest with you. But um, I do work here through the Haitian Roundtable, which is an organization. And our mission really is to continue the positive images and conversation about Haitians and, and, you know, Haitian Americans, really just changing the narrative about Haiti. For years, you know, we have been depicted as this impoverished country with our handout. And, And like I've said before, you know, Haiti has always been a very proud nation, you know, going back to 1804 and being, you know, the first nation to free ourselves from slavery, something that I still think think to this day we are being punished for, but that is another story for another podcast. But, you know, just the idea that, you know, this country that has been there throughout the years for other nations when they've needed assistance in their times of need, you know, are looked on as this, you know, country that cannot get on its feet and, you know, should be kept on its knees. I always say that, you know, all we are looking for is an opportunity to help ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
you know, an opportunity to get on our feet. Um, and so what we think is one of the ways that can help that is really educating people about the history of Haiti, educating people about the opportunities that still to this day exist on the ground in Haiti, you know, the resources and the industries, but also tapping, you know, the Haitians and Haitian Americans in America and abroad that are, you know, contributing members of society who, you know, are out here doing great things that people may not be aware of and encouraging, you know, them to use their voices, their platforms, their, you know, celebrity to help bring attention to the plight in Haiti. So that's with the Haitian Roundtable. And then there are several, you know, schools that I sponsor. Education is an initiative for me, primarily because, like I said, my mother had very limited resources. One of those was the fact that she was functionally illiterate, but having grown up in Haiti did not have the benefit of an education and you know we sponsor several schools in Haiti we work with um, you know some um, uh, events and sporting groups that help the children have something recreationally to do during the summer so that they're you know getting um, active and and also getting um, have something to keep their attention during the summer months Thank you. Yes. We have a lot to look forward to at the festival. So yeah, gonna we're going to be doing an empowered conversation. Yay. An Ooh. empowered, empowered conversation with Mona Scott. Y'all yeah. better sign up for these receipts that she's going to drop. Yes. Yes. We're going to talk about entrepreneurialism because yes. like, to, let's, let's, you know, set Neil straight mm-hmm. about what mm-hmm. women are capable of doing, what we are doing um, every single day. And I think information is key. There are so many smart women out there who have ideas and who just don't know how to go about putting those ideas mm-hmm. into action. And and rather than sit there and just talk about this is what I'm doing, I want to have hopefully a two way dialogue to talk about what can be done and what needs to be done, mm-hmm. and to offer up information that I hope is enlightening and you know can help inspire, illuminate someone else's path in their journey. And get so, those Mona Scott checks, girl. y'all. Yeah. Bring your notebook. Bring your iPhone. Take Everything. notes. Record. Take notes. Yes. yes. We're going to be getting empowered. Empowered. Check empowered. it out, y'all. Check it out, y'all. Yes. Thank I you, hope man. I feel I get empowered just by osmosis. I know. <laughs> just you here. are empowered just, by virtue of getting up Mona, this morning. Just sprinkle just some, you know. Breathe some. over here. <laughs> I think I think your next child will already yes, be an yes, entrepreneur. We bring, are bring speaking entrepreneur. entrepreneurialism <laughs> into, into yes. your womb right now. Money moves. Money moves. <laughs> Money moves. June twenty yes. second. Oh yes. wait, tell us where to get this. You said it's direct. It is direct. So you will go to monamient.com. M O N A M I E N T. Dot com, and it'll be available through other platforms. There'll be a release, and we'll talk about where you can get the book. But yes, on our website. This is kind of a cut out the middleman, direct to consumer. Let's talk, let's read, let's connect, let's communicate directly. Summer reading list, let's go. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having Thank me. You. Thank you. That was so Thanks. Thank you. Thanks to our guest, Mona Scott Young. Yay. See you next week.